This is the Lunar Lab Podcast, Light Edition, with Becca Piastrelli and Maya Toll. Get the whole scoop from two friends in the trenches of conscious business as we try to balance our spirits and our spreadsheets without losing our minds. Join the sacred, raw, and very real lunacy. We are so excited to bring you the Lunar Lab Light where we go a little bit deeper into the fundamental building blocks and concepts that we explore in the Lunar Lab. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the element of Earth. (laughs) I kind of feel like we should go super, super basic. Yeah. And just do a real quick, there are four elements. You all probably know this, but just in case. Becca, what are they? They are Earth, fire, air, and water. And a lot of a lot of people put spirit in the center. Mm-hmm. So you think of those four other elements as kind of forming the wheel, and then in the hub, in the center, is is spirit or self or you know God or uh, all that is great spirit. However, you conceptualize your being immersed with the larger being of the universe. And there's also, some people refer to the four directions, the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And the elements correspond with the four directions, right? Do you know what they correspond with? So they correspond with the four directions, but interestingly, this is a Native American system that you're speaking about, and it's not the same in every single tribe. Mm, Of course. So as kind of a baseline, usually... Air is in the east, fire is in the south, water is in the west, and earth is in the north. But I have seen a few other configurations. I appreciate you saying that, but for because for the people like me who are like terrified of doing sacred wrong, which means we like (laughs) avoid it altogether sometimes, you know, there's no and I love this about you, Mai, like there is no wrong. Like we're we're providing a primer. Um, and you know, Maya has a lot of knowledge. I have some knowledge around this, but what's important is, is what feels sacred to you and what resonates with you. I feel like that's an important disclaimer for all of these episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Because to me, sacred is that which makes you feel connected to yourself and to the larger world around you. So If I say something sacred and it leaves you feeling flat, then it's not sacred for you. That's not your connection. It's kind of like um, the way the the plug is a little bit different in Europe than it is in America when you go to plug your electronics in, right? We all have slightly different plugs. And so the trick, I think, is to find your plug so that you're not buying into kind of off-the-rack spirituality, but instead crafting something that really speaks to your soul. Because especially if you're then going to pull your business into this, mm-hmm. uh, you have to feel that connection. Otherwise, you're just building a house of cards. Yeah, you're going through the motions because you think it's the right thing to do. I mean, with spirituality and also with business in general, if you're just like, this is what this is the robotic thing I think I'm supposed to do, and it doesn't resonate, like you're probably not going to see results or feel results from it. And I I actually love this house of cards idea as we talk about earth today, because earth is about structure. Mm -hmm. Earth is the fundamentals, the building blocks, the bricks 
that hold it all together. And so this is kind of a good little litmus test. Does it feel grounded and strong or is it a house of cards? Right. I'm very drawn to structure. <laughs> so <laughs> that is just, I was like, let's talk about earth first. <laughs> when We were talking about these, these lunar lab light episodes. Um, and I think it's so important. And I have many friends who are spiritual conscious business owners who resist, who resist that work because what, you know, really lights them up is the creating, uh, or, you know, just working with clients or just making their art and, I remember a few months back, I just went through my biggest launch ever and you and I hopped on Skype, Maya. And I was like, my website is almost falling apart. My host crashed five (laughs) times on these webinars. And you said it, please, Becca, like take the pause to make sure your systems and your foundation is in place. Like promise me you'll do that because when you were doing the same thing, because it's just so important for the growth of your business and for your sanity. Yeah. And I don't love the earth work, which is really interesting. And I want to point this out, call it out really. If you look at my astrological chart, I am an earth mama. I have like five planets in earth. (laughs) It's all earth all the time. And my personality doesn't love doing that work. So you just have to remember that this is not about simply buying into, you know, how many planets you have in a particular sign or what your dosha is ayurvedically or your five element, you know, element or your Myers-Briggs or your Enneagram. (laughs) Right, right. This is about you, right? Like, what do you feel? What do you like? And it's, if I can share a little story, yeah. I'll try not to be long-winded. Um, when I was setting up our business originally, the business started as me teaching and consulting. And I was just, you know, kind of doing the, um, Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting all the different IRS designations. Anyway, it was just, it was just what you are when you own your own business and you're just a a solo person doing business. And as we decided to evolve this into having a little store, all of a sudden we had to think about maybe becoming an LLC. And, um, when you have a store, you have to go to the city. There's all kinds of zoning things like your sign needs a permit, your building needs a a permit. You, you know, you need permits out the wazoo. And I said to my husband, no way, I'm not doing that. Like I am, I don't want to spend my life standing in lines and filling out forms. No. And my husband said, I'll do it. My husband is so good at the structural stuff. Yay, partnership. Yay, partnership. And and then, so then it comes up again, right? Um, we're setting up the store and I say, well, I'm just going to have a little pad, you know, and I'm going to write down my sales and that's that. I'll handwrite, you know, handwrite receipts. I'm done. <laughs> what? My husband says, if you want me to be the person keeping the books, you're going to have a computer and you're going to keep inventory and you know, you're going to do this the right way. So these are all structural pieces. And I resisted, resisted, resisted. And basically the way they got done was my husband said, look, if you want me to be in charge of all these things that you hate, you have to do it my way. 
I, my question for you is why did you resist it? What, what was like the story or that, what was coming up for you? Yeah, I think for me, in terms of the permits and things like that, I have no patience or tolerance with waiting in long lines, filling out paperwork, being told they're wrong, being sent to the end of the line, waiting in line again. Like that, that kind of nonsense, which my husband can do very calmly, you know, he'll text on his phone and read articles in the New York Times and walk to the front of the line. And I just, I have no patience and tolerance for that. So, so there was that piece. Um, in terms of the computer, I have had a long history of having the kind of energy that fritzes out computers. So computers tend to screw up around me, like more than other people, mm. to the point where I had a boss who was like, you are allowed to touch no computer but your own. <laughs> you know, this one's yours. You can mess this one up. Um, so yeah, like things tend to go wrong in computer land. Um, so I'm up until probably three or four years ago, very computer avoidant. And I've gotten, I've gotten over that and know who to call when things go wrong. And things seem to go less wrong now that I'm a little more grounded in my, in my computer use. Interesting. Yeah. So I do think it's an energy management kind of thing. Mm-hmm. These foundational building blocks, I never could have grown my business. I mean, let's, okay, let's just start with fundamentals. I couldn't have had the bricks and mortar business without getting all these permits period. And then on top of that, we couldn't have grown that business if I was doing everything by hand. Right. I, I find this conversation fascinating because for me, the, I avoid bookkeeping. I avoid looking at the money. Mm. You know what? I don't anymore. I did. I did. I had, now I love it. Now I love it because I have a system, but I didn't have a system. And I had the story that I would be bad at it, that I am, I create, you know, like I am the visionary. I always, I mean, I, I went to business school. I have my MBA and I remember in, which is (laughs) hilarious. Um, hilarious that I'm saying this, not hilarious that I have an MBA. I'm very proud of it. But I remember being in finance class and accounting classes and just saying, Oh my gosh, my 23-year-old self was like, I'm just going to hire a CFO. I don't really need to know these things. (laughs) And that was just like such strong, you know, that was like bravado, like really this veneer over this just like deep mistrust of my own self, this like area where I just didn't have the confidence and I didn't even engage. And so over the past year, I love this word engage because I think it's better than master or, um, you know, like just do the work. It was like, no, let's engage with the numbers. Let's engage with the systems. And I've really fallen in love with QuickBooks online. I could talk about it all day. I love running a PL report by month guys. It's the best report to run in QuickBooks online. And I really love Asana, you know, which is a project management software. And I really love having a virtual assistant who holds it down, but I have been a part of creating this system and structure. And I even have a weekly date on my calendar. It's my money date. It's every Tuesday at 4 p.m. And I like candles and I make it a beautiful experience so it doesn't feel stodgy and, um, you know, bland and because then I would not do it. And I just have really engaged and it has been this beautiful fuel for me and my business, this level of engagement. And I've shared that with almost like every entrepreneur I come across, especially in my co-working space. 
and like fellow online entrepreneurs who are like afraid, particularly of engaging with the number side of the business and being like, listen, it is actually very exciting. If you can just get over yourself, (laughs) get over this fear and just like dabble, right? Just like play with it and find your groove and the way you do systems and structures. I think what's so interesting about this is it goes way deeper than us as individuals. I think we're really talking about how girls and women are enculturated still in our society, even with the push to get women into math and science. It's still not really there. And some of it, I think, is that, and this is coming from someone who taught for, for seven years in the you know public school system, private school system, I think that the way we teach numbers has to be different. You know, I think that we're, that we're teaching it in such a way that it doesn't mesh up with the way the female mind works right. and we separate it from creativity. Yep. And what yep. you're saying is it actually is and can be creative. Um, I find for myself, I'm I'm really lucky. I never have had to take over those quick bucks. You know, my husband's, as he stepped more and more and more into the business, like that was more firmly his side. But we run quarterly reports and I sit and I look at them and I'm, I'm always incredibly curious what's making this number go up, what's making this number go down, what are the correlations, what can we learn from looking at the numbers. And my assistant and I just actually did the same exact thing with uh, ConvertKit, which is our, our email sending system. You know, we looked at who had unsubscribed, when they'd unsubscribed, where they had come from originally, um, were we having more unsubscribes from one type of list than another? Because what this ultimately tells you is who's falling through the cracks, who are you not speaking to um, in your audience? And then you have the decision, do you want to speak to them or you know, should they be falling through the cracks because they're not exactly a good fit? But you can't do that until you look at the numbers. Yes, and anyone can look and engage with the numbers and the structure. I was just saying um, to Maya before we press record, I have some friends who um, are really, they let their sort of chart or their um, personality type um, sort of dictate and, and sort of put the stamp of the story on their life that they cannot like they cannot engage on that level, on the earth structure level, like it, it, like they're triple air or they're like a very strong P in Myers-Briggs. And so like they probably, you know, I've heard people say what I said in finance class, which was, it's not for me. I have to hire out, which is, which is great. And an option. I actually used to have a bookkeeper and loved it, but one, I needed to reduce expenses for my business, which I found out by looking at the books And two, it was very important for me to engage, again, this word engage, with the books in order to feel more grounded into my business. And like I was more of an owner. And I truly believe any business owner, no matter your type, no matter your background, like this is powerful rocket fuel for your business. Yeah. Amen, sister. Mm -hmm. You know, one one thing that I want to share in, in listening to this is I did... I guess about five years of business where it was, you know, my husband taking on the the jobs that he did well and me kind of creating, creating, creating. And a lot of times my creation would 
out outstretched. You know, I'd be like way beyond where he was with the structure creation. And then especially as the business started to bifurcate a little bit and he really became in charge of the bricks and mortar and I became in charge of the online, I went through a period of like heavy duty creation where there was no structure being built. People do not do this. I literally had to tear everything down and rebuild from the ground up. It took me about two years to rebuild everything because I had a house of cards and it looked really great from the outside, but it was a mess on the inside and everything had to be torn down and rebuilt in a way that made sense. So it's really just, it behooves you (laughs) to spend some time in the beginning working on these, these earth fundamental structures yeah. And so what we're talking about with, well, this experiment with the Lunar Lab is to devote certain times of the month where the moon is in an earth sign, the energy is most aligned with those activities. Yeah. Right. So the energy that's out in the broader universe is going to support you doing the work on structures, building blocks, foundational pieces. And I love what Becca was saying about having money dates and, you know, maybe doing money, like scheduling a money date on an earth day. Yeah. So look at your calendar and see in the coming month when the moon is in an earth sign, right? And we talked about getting a wee moon calendar so that you can really see clearly where the moon is. Um, there's also, if you have a website, there are widgets. There's a guy named Joe who has Joe, Joe, um, who has widgets that tell you where the moon is. So, you know, you could put a widget on your website if you wanted to. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting because I do do it. I have like a standing date at 4 PM every Tuesday, but there are some Tuesdays where it's, it's kind of like an uphill battle. Like I've sometimes I skip it or like sometimes it's, I'm not feeling it. And I like, I'm gonna, I am openly stating I'm going to change it to being when we're in an earth sign. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I love the idea of a money date and making it like almost romantic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, caviar and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, it's sort of like this concept of like, you know, like date yourself, woo yourself, love yourself, which I'm like totally down with. And I noticed that whenever I got into the like systems mindset, I would sort of channel this masculine side of myself that didn't feel good. You know, I sort of lost my juice. (laughs) I just felt like I would push through it or I just like would find myself getting like fatigued, you know, and you just like that boredom sets in because your body's like your mind is sort of detaching. And so I said, if I make this like a beautiful experience, you know, like pour yourself a glass of wine or a cup of tea and play some good music and like put on a red dress and then, (laughs) you know, then, you know, open QuickBooks. Yeah. I just had this great image of all of us sitting in our red dresses on an earth day with our QuickBooks and our wine. It's, It's fabulous. And this actually, you know, we're, we're running, out of time, because we do want these to be a little bit shorter, but it, it kind of brings me to another thing that I think we as business owners need to think about in terms of earth. And that's our bodies, hmm. our physical bodies. That's our earth. And so how do you treat your physical body in your business? If you're sitting 
schlumped at a desk all day in your pajamas with your hair going 17 different directions <laughs> and your teeth unbrushed, right. uh, you're neglecting your earth. You know, you're neglecting that place where the individual self, the earth of the individual self intersects the earth of your business. And I think that that's a really important thing to think about. And I just love what Becca was saying because it incorporates both. If you're going to dress up to do your Earth Day work, um, then you're going to be tending your body. You're going to be, you know, physically present hmm. while you're while you're doing the structural work. So just another piece to think about. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing for yourself? And not just on photo shoot days. I love this, Maya. I just had like a thousand ahas. I read this awesome book by Kate Northrup called Money, a Love Story. And she talks about um, the root chakra being like this, your creative energy, the source of sexual energy, and also where your abundance and like money energy is, right? And so she says before engaging with your money, but I think this could be before engaging with any sort of systems or structures around your business to do hip circles. Oh to yeah. Like move your hips around. And I think this is beyond, I think moving your body, like go on a walk or like, you know, have like a the money a, dance, a, a two minute money <laughs> dance party. Oh my gosh. So many ideas are running through my head right now, you know, like ritualize it, you know, and really make it enjoyable and beautiful. And then it helps you get more present. And then you can, you know, energy gets stuck, especially if you're sitting all day and to move that around. Um, is powerful for tending to your earth body. I love that. So why don't we end on a challenge for everyone? Okay. Which is think about how you want to tend to your earth body. Think about how you can add a money date into your month. And then think about how you can combine those two. So what can you do that really brings you to a place of physical presence while you're doing this very important structural foundational work for your business. And then let us know how it goes. You can find us over at thelunarlab.com and you can leave us a comment on the episode. And then also, um, if you like this, uh, be, be sure to just subscribe to us on iTunes. And we'd love it if you left us a review because that's how we get in front of more people on iTunes. Yeah, and always feel free to share it out. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.